Hello and welcome to this special Multipure podcast. My name is Kenton Jones. I'm Vice President of Marketing here at Multipure. We have a really great podcast in store for you today. I'm talking about something pretty unusual here at Multipure. In the 50-year history of the company, I don't believe we have ever sponsored an athlete. And that is changing as of this year, 2021. Multipure is sponsoring a first athlete. She's a member of Team USA Karate, and her name is Trinity Allen. And Trinity's here with us today. Hello, Trinity. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. We're really glad to have this opportunity to talk with you today and to get to know you a little bit. You're located here in Las Vegas, as well as Multipure's headquarters. And so, uh, it, uh, it, it made a lot of sense for us to, uh, to find and sponsor a local athlete. We were introduced to you, I don't know, sometime in the last year or two, and we saw a really bright future for you in, in terms of your athletics, and it, and it seemed like a good pairing. So uh, we're, we're very grateful to have you, uh, have you here with us. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here, and you know, I think Multipures brought a lot of opportunity for me as well, so I'm really grateful to be here. Fantastic. So let's uh, kind of go backwards a little bit first and start from the beginning. You're not originally from Las Vegas, but you've been here most of your life. Yeah, so I was born in Monroe, Louisiana, and my family came to Las Vegas when I was about one years old. Okay. And uh, they moved to Las Vegas for business, for family? Yeah, I, you know, my mom's from California, my dad's from Louisiana, and I think Vegas was just cheap and close enough to California to where if my mom wanted to visit family, they could drive over. And I don't think they liked Louisiana too much. <laughs> Nothing much to do there. Quite a bit different than yeah. Las Vegas, I'm sure. So karate for you wasn't something random. This this is in your family, is that correct? Yeah, so my grandparents both did karate. And so my dad grew up in the dojo, then he ended up having his own dojo, and then, you know, I was born into it as well. So it's, what, three three generations? Three generations. So for those who don't know, a dojo is a karate school? Yes, yeah. Okay. So your grandfather and and grandmother, so were they competitive, or was it more of a, a school for them, or was it both? Yeah, they were... They were actually both competitive. My grandfather was part of the U.S. team as well, and my he competed in fighting, so he was a, a fighter. And then my grandma did kata, which is forms in karate, and she was really into that, and she was really successful as well. So they were both competitive for a few years, yeah. And then that trickled down to your dad. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And your dad is Hiroshi Allen? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was competitive, or is he still? Or Yeah, so he was competitive. I'm, I mean, I think, you know, kind of same route as me to where he grew up into competitions. And he was part of the U.S. team as well. And so it, it, we just kind of have that karate community. You know, a lot of people know each other and come up and talk to me. Oh, I know your grandmother, or I know wow. your grandmother. So, Yeah. <laughs> Wow, a legacy. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so explain this to me, and I, I'm sure people listening to this podcast will, will probably empathize with this as well, but my children who are all about your age, we don't have anything like that, a legacy. So, you know, I put my kids into just a smattering of sports, you know, like soccer and football and volleyball and softball and all this stuff. What was your childhood like? Was it all karate right from the very beginning, or did you, or did you do other things? 
our first dojo in Vegas, or the one that I really remember, it was in the same complex as um, a soccer place, I guess, you know, it was like an indoor soccer arena. And so I did soccer when I was four. I don't really remember it too well. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I was pretty bad at it. Um, but while my dad was teaching, I would walk over to, to go do soccer class, I guess. And then I started tennis when I was five. And I did tennis till I think I was about 14 years old. So I did tennis and karate side by side for a really long time. And my dad always told me, you know, tennis was good for for my footwork and uh, hand-eye coordination. So, I mean, So it was even all though, a strategy yeah, to, to make you better at karate. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't for tennis. It was more for karate, but I, I had tennis too. And then freshman year of high school, I did track and field. I uh, just wanted to do a high school sport, I guess. And then after that, I kind of started just focusing only on karate after after that year. Now, was that because you had made the junior national team around that time, or? No, I think I think it was just getting more competitive. I think I just started wanting to focus more on karate, and yeah, that, that was really it. It just it started heating up. So okay, yeah. so you're a member of the senior U.S. karate team, yes. and uh, you've done quite well. Yes, can can so. you can you tell us uh, <laughs> give us a I'm, I'm gonna give you the opportunity here to toot your own horn here so yeah. so give so, us a little bio. As far as senior national team, I can't say I've done well yet because I haven't had the opportunity to go compete anywhere because of you COVID. just you just made it in 2020. I just made it, yeah. Okay, and that was the first year I was eligible to to try out, and so you know 2020 kind of. <laughs> You know, left us some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some tournaments weren't available anymore, but um, we'll see. For this year, I have the opportunity to compete for senior team now. So I guess what I'm getting at, and, and this could be on the junior level as well, is at, at what point did you realize, "Hey, I'm really good at this. I should focus just on karate." Did Did you have a moment like that? I think growing up, I always kind of knew, you know, that I was going to end up competing and. Um, getting to a higher level but at the same time since I grew up in karate it wasn't anything crazy to me and so it was just kind of natural I guess Um, I didn't really think about it because I was young but I think it was when I was about 13 14 I started taking it really seriously because I got beat up a lot (laughs) I was starting to you know the competition was getting better and I was I was losing a lot more and I think it was at that point where I was I was like, okay, now I need to, I need to push a little bit more now. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> I guess that's a, that's a, a wake up call. Yeah. Getting, getting hit in the, hit in the face yeah. or <laughs> a few times that'll make you want to change uh, how you're doing things. So speaking of that, and, and you touched on this a little bit talking about your grandparents, mm-hmm. but tell us a little bit about, you know, because I know very little about karate competition. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit. So there's there's really two disciplines. Yes. There's the forms and then there's fighting. So yes. can you tell us about those? Yeah. So there's fighting. You know, in karate, it is a point point sparring sport. So it's, it's not a full contact sport, but it is, it's fighting an opponent. And then kata is forms. So it's, there's set forms and different styles have their different forms. And people go one-on-one and compete in competing kata it's called kata yeah so do you have a, a preference or are you balanced competing in both or do you what do you do so in karate usually 
for belt ranking and all that, you you have to do both. It's it's um, made up of both disciplines, and so I did both for karate, and I competed in both until I was 13, I believe, 13, 14. And after that, I just started competing only in fighting. So now I'm, I'm only a kumite competitor, but I still train in kata. I'm not that good at it, <laughs> but I still do it. I still, I still do it. It's important to do both. Okay. So does that, uh, d- does the kata help you with, with fighting? I mean, do, do those forms, do they come in handy or, or is that? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, both go hand in hand. And so I think, you know, they both bring different aspects that are important for one another. I know when I was younger, like doing kata was a lot easier for me. And then as I got older and I kind of stopped doing it as more, I I, like tell my family all the time, I'm out of kata shape. (laughs) because It's just so much harder now. And I have really bad ankles and stuff. And so doing kata is really difficult for me. But but it's good. It's I think if you want to do karate, you should you should do both, maybe not compete in both. It's really rare you see people competing okay. in both, especially now, but most people will do both. So I saw a video of you on YouTube when you were like, I don't know, 12 <laughs> or 13 yeah. doing a, a kata, and it was all, I was uh, just impressed about how not only just deliberate each move is, mm-hmm. but I don't know, there's a certain amount of like enthusiasm mm-hmm. that you have to, you know, to, to make these moves. Yeah. And, um, is, is that how it's judged? Is it judged on precision or what, how is it judged? Yeah, it's judged on technique and athleticism in, in a sort. So, you know, strength, speed, explosiveness. And as I said, there's different styles. So different styles compete. So I compete in, um, or not compete in, but I do Shotokan karate. And so the katas that I do are a little different than than people who do other styles. And that's a that's a... Okay, so there's there's different styles mm-hmm. of karate, and yes. Shotokan is, is your specific. Yes, okay. so in competition, like for fighting, it doesn't really matter what style you come from, but in kata, the forms are different. Okay. And so that, that video you saw is not my most... Uh, my, my most proud video I guess I hate I hate watching that video because <laughs> because I was I was you know it's, it's funny watching kata well, then then and then I think the the level of competition now is is crazy I mean oh, really? you look at little kids now and they're just they're so impressive and so it's funny watching watching back on that but I actually made the junior U.S. team for kata and kumite my first year, so when I was 12. Wow. <laughs> and But after that, I, I stopped. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't make it the next year, and then after that, I was done. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the discipline that you focus on now, fighting kumite in competitions. So I, I'm embarrassed to admit that the only thing I really know about karate is what I've watched in dumb TV shows and, and movies and stuff. So can you explain a little bit more about this? You, you mentioned earlier that it's not contact, but you still are making contact, but you're just not trying mm-hmm. to break anybody's ribs or anything, right? Yeah, so I guess it's limited. So to the body, you're able to make full contact. To the face, it's it's not enough to, I guess, excessively move the head or with intent to knock out. So you can still make contact, but I think the biggest thing is our distance is a little further away than most combat sports. So we kind of 
fight at a longer range and that way our, it's not as close when we make contact. And then uh, we're able to throw as well. And so we can throw and then punch on the ground, but there's no like wrestling, grappling, all that. Okay. Yeah, so. And you have, you have pads, you have, yes. uh, you have gloves that you mm-hmm. wear. They're not big like boxing gloves, but no. they're, they're smaller. Yeah, they're smaller. So I think it's really precise where we have to, have to target and everything. And you know, you, you brought up TV shows, and I think <laughs> I'd say, like, the the closest representation of what a competition would be like is Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. Like, really? you know how it's, they're not, there's kind of, like, the dirty fighting in there, and, you know, there's things that they did where it wasn't necessarily right, but, you know, they still can make contact. It's kind of like that line is, I'd say, the most similar to Karate than, than any other TV show or movie. <laughs> <laughs> but you're watched very closely by judges. Yes. And make sure that you've got that distance and that, I don't know, that, that you're, you're hitting where you're mm-hmm. supposed to be hitting and, and, you know, nobody's getting hurt, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so there's four judges and they, they really decide everything in, in the match. And to get a point, for example, two judges have to agree on the point and that's judged by, you know, they have flags and that kind of shows what they think is a point and so on. Wow. Yeah. This all sounds really, I don't know, precise. I'm not sure if that's the right word, mm-hmm. but like like it's not a brawl. And yes. it's not, like you said, it's not wrestling or anything like yeah. that. You, you, you have to hit very specifically and with very specific force, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I'd say, you know, it's... It's martial art, right? And I think what karate brings that not a lot of um, other combat sports bring is the respect, that, that art form. And so, you know, at the end of the day, we, we always bow to our opponent at the end. And I think it's kind of showing, you know, we're not, we're not fighting each other to, to kill each other or to knock each other out or anything. But there's, there's that matter of, you know, you're my opponent, but after, after our fight, we can... We can right. still talk and right. <laughs> know each other, hang out, and, and stuff like that. It's not like that cruelness, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. So it's, you know, you can walk out of a ring and still still be alive, I guess. <laughs> right. And, yeah. still, and still enjoy the company of yeah. the person you just faced. Mm-hmm. It's a competition of who's the better practitioner of the arts. Yes. yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. It's very fun to watch. And <laughs> Good. I noticed in some of your videos, you, you walk out of the ring is it called a ring? What's it yes, called? Yeah. You walk mm-hmm. out of it backwards. Is that is that a, a sign of respect, or, or like you're you're constantly facing the judge, or, or facing the? I mean, I don't know. I I don't think most people walk out. You can walk out of the ring. I think it's just natural because you're. I guess you're still like facing your opponent. Oh, okay. You don't when want to turn leaving. your back on your opponent. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I've never really thought about that. But I guess I guess most people just do walk out you don't have to some people just kind of you know walk away but I think it's I don't know better if okay. you do <laughs> I don't know <laughs> so let's talk a little bit you're in Las Vegas but there aren't really a lot of athletes here who are either your same age or same weight class to to train with and so you so you actually travel a, a bit for not only for competition but for also for training. So I realized 2020 was, was kind of a, an awful year for this, but now that we're in 2021, things kind of getting back to normal. So tell us a little bit about your travel 
and and how a competitive karate athlete uh, what that means for their for their life traveling yeah so i think for for me whenever i travel i'm traveling to train with the top athletes in karate so those are you know top in the world and so whenever i go out and travel I am going and I'm getting, I, I know that I'm going to get beat up a bit because they are the, the best that there is. But I think, you know, obviously that's that's going to push you really hard. And so traveling is really important. And I think for me, I don't travel as much as most athletes because, you know, I am a younger athlete and a lot of athletes in other countries they get funding from their country to go out and go to tournaments and travel and while we do get funding from the U.S. team it's a little different in how we are a team I'd say most teams you know they kind of live together train together are together a lot more than the U.S. is and so I think you're talking about other countries yeah karate teams yes oh, okay yeah other karate teams so they're able to you know kind of have training camps and do stuff together. I'd say it's a little less likely for the U.S. to, to go do that because we are a little more separated, I'd say, than, mm-hmm. than other teams. Yeah, so I'll go out and hopefully over the summer, usually that's when I go out and train somewhere else or when there's another time I, I go go get beat up in another country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fly to another country so I yeah, can get hit in the face. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, what an incredible opportunity I hope you don't mind me saying you're, you're 19 going on 20. Yes. I mean, that's a that's a, a really cool opportunity for a young person to, to go and be able to see these things and, I don't know, meet with world-class athletes. I mean, you're one yourself now, but yeah. uh, but that's got to be – I mean, do you ever have these moments where you just think to yourself, wow, I'm, you know, I get, to, I get to practice with some of the best people in the world? Yeah, I mean, not, not only that, but I think, you know, I've been traveling since I was 12 years old, and I've, I've been to a number of – country since then and I don't think I really thought about it because I started traveling at a young age so I think I kind of took it for granted for a while and I think I've I've grown to to really appreciate my trips a lot more now and so yeah it's it's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah. any any time for fun or, or to be a tourist while you're while you're doing it or is it all business when you get your feet on the ground I I definitely do think that, you know, we we have time to, you know, see the country and all that. But sometimes people will be like, oh, how was, you know, this place? I'm I'm sure you saw this and all that. And I don't get to be a full tourist. So I I feel like sometimes I go places and I miss miss some of the cool stuff. But I, I still get to see the country and the people. And I think karate, too, because you're at a tournament with people from different countries, meeting those people gives you a taste of, you know, their culture and wow, yeah. where they're from too so that's so that's again what a what a great opportunity so you know i think that that kind of moves into our, our next subject here and that's um that's our, our partnership multi-peer sponsorship of trinity so what does this mean to you what does the sponsorship mean to you well you know this this sponsorship was it came out of the blue for me <laughs> I, I really wasn't expecting it it was you know it was at a time where I was kind of transitioning from you know junior to senior and I think not only you know do I feel this the support from from multi-peer but it's it's really motivating me because I think you know I I know that I have someone that's that's rooting for me and it's definitely pushed me more in my training and and how I 
I view myself as a competitor because I have I have more people on my side now. So it's it's helped me a lot. <laughs> well, I can tell you from this end, we're incredibly proud of you, and we're we're incredibly excited to see you know where this goes, and and you know have the opportunity to to help you achieve these things, and to travel and to train and to, and to compete. So. And plus, I think our logo looks really cool on your gi. Yes, I, I agree. I love the the blue <laughs> and the blue on <laughs> together. Yeah, if you're listening yeah. to this podcast, uh, we've got some great pictures of Trinity we, we took out in the desert, and I think they turned out really awesome. But uh, but but she's got she's got our logo on her gi on her com- competition gi, and it's it's yeah. I, it's really cool for me to see yeah. from a marketing guy. Well, the the first thing I thought when I came to to Multipure when we we first kind of we're discussing this sponsorship was oh I, I really like their logo I'm, ex- I'm excited they have a cool logo because <laughs> you don't you don't want to wear a company logo that's you know on your gi and you don't like it you know so I, I'm glad I, I I'm glad it's a cool one <laughs> Rick is sitting over here engineering this podcast just beaming because it's, it's his logo he's yeah. the one who came up with it so he's, he's super psyched you cool. said that did you pay her to say that <laughs> Okay, so we're talking about uh, about training and competition and multipure, which naturally leads me to want to ask about water and about hydration and and kind of your your training regimen. So let's start with water, but then we'll we'll kind of move into some other stuff. Mm-hmm. How important is is hydration to you as an athlete? I think I'll be one hundred percent honest. When I got the sponsorship, my boyfriend thought it was so ironic because I am so bad with drinking water. But <laughs> <laughs> after this sponsorship, I really made, you know, I'm, I didn't want to be ironic. <laughs> and so I've, you know, pushed myself <laughs> to drink a lot more water. You, you know, it, I think it looks bad if, you know, I, I'm not drinking water. So I, I don't feel as bad anymore. <laughs> I, I used to get like standing up like dizzy because I was so bad with drinking really? water. Really? Yeah. And I don't get that anymore. So <laughs> Well, you shouldn't you shouldn't feel too bad. Yeah. I honestly don't know very many nineteen year olds who are really hyper focused on their hydration. So, you know, I think you can get well, a pass on I'm, that. I'm hyper focused now, so okay. it's good. Awesome. It's good. Awesome. Well we're glad to be there with you. So you have uh, you have a multipure in your house. Yes. And I can attest firsthand knowledge. Yeah. You you know how to change a filter. Yes. We uh, we got you to change your Aqualux filter <laughs> last week, so that was uh, that was cool. I'm glad yeah. uh, glad you had the chance to do that. <laughs> and you're going to be taking a multipure with you while you're traveling. Yes, I I don't I want to say I don't know if I sound like snobby saying this but I've been drinking multi-pure water I think for the past year and then I forgot it for training I'd say like about a month ago and I haven't I haven't had bottled water in in a a year I there was no reason because I was always bringing it with me everywhere and I could I could taste the difference and it was it was the weirdest thing because I didn't I I really didn't think I'd be able to because um, you know I before I kind of had it you know both you know it wasn't it wasn't a big deal and I I, I, if you gave it to me side by side, I don't think I would have really been like, oh, okay, right. you know, it's, it's a huge thing. But I think after like, what, getting, like teaching myself, I guess. Yeah. Um, like I was away for, from bottled water for so long, I could taste it. And so I'm glad that when I travel, I don't have to think about, oh, 
you know, this tastes different. <laughs> yeah. 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 One less thing to think about, I'm sure. I'm sure. So training, obviously you're training in the dojo with your dad, mm-hmm. but I imagine this is a full picture. We talked about hydration, mm-hmm. diet. Is that uh, something you have to watch? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I fight in the minus 55 kilogram division. And so now it's not as difficult. My my weight's a lot closer to where I have to be when I compete now. But um, before, it was really difficult to to be under uh, oh, really? that weight class. Yeah, it was, it was a struggle. And then before, when I was dropping weight, I would have to chug a bunch of water about two days before, and I was going to the sauna and oh, getting no, that water weight out, out, out. Yeah. yeah, sweating it out. Now I don't think I I'll, I don't think I'll have to do that next tournament because I I'm pretty much at my competition weight so so diet's really important water's really important at keeping me at a weight to where I don't have to go and torture myself in a sauna. That's uh, probably <laughs> yeah. a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> so in addition to diet and hydration and and obviously training in karate, I mean, you have to cross train as well, right? You, yeah. you lift weights and you, yes. and, and you do other stuff. Yeah. So I, I train out, I work out at the gym about three times a week and I'll, on other days I'll try to run in the morning or I've also cross trained in Taekwondo and boxing. I, w- I wouldn't say I'm the best at them, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, it's helped me with my karate as well. So yeah, doing different things helps, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, well, let's move on to some of the specific competitions you're going to be doing this year. Mm-hmm. So as of the recording of, of this podcast, it was recently announced that you were automatically on the senior USA karate team for 2021, yes. which you sound very relieved when you yes. told us that. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's just because of the pandemic. They just kind of moved everybody from 2020 on to 2021. Yes, yeah. So every year we're supposed to have a team trials to you know pick who's going to be representing the u.s for that year and usually it's only for one year and so they would have to do another team trials but with everything coming up the next tournament that the u.s would have representatives at is in may at the pan american championships and so they would have to do a team trials very soon and just with the pandemic and everything it's really it would be really difficult to kind of prepare and you know some states are still struggling to even train with other people and so you know people haven't competed at all so it'd be it'd be a lot to put together um so i'm glad that you know they just kind of stuck with the same team so that way we can we can just focus now we're able to focus on the tournament rather than okay are we going to make the team then focus we're able to, you know, zero in on it. That's good. So you can, I don't know, I'm sure from a stress level and yeah. from a, you know, just being able to focus just on, on what you need to. And yeah. Okay. So after the Pan American Championships, then it's to Paris. Yes. And this is for the um, Tokyo qualifying. Yes. Yeah. So I'll have Pan American Championships in Curacao, and then in June I'll be going to. Paris, France, and that tournament, I have to place in the top three to qualify for the Olympics. Wow. So I was reading up a little bit about this. So the Olympics, Mm -hmm. if they happen this year, we're hoping that they do. It's a pretty limited number of athletes that actually make it. What was it? 30 women? Something like that? Yes. Yeah. Well, for Kumite, yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. 
And that's over three weight classes. Yes. So there's only 10. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. So is that, I mean, of all the things that you are potentially doing this year, is is that kind of, you know, that qualifying is, is that major goal of yours? I honestly, I treat them all the same because I can't look at it as a, if I win, this happens. If I lose, this happens because I'll, you know, knowing me, I'm just going to put pressure on myself and if that doesn't happen I don't you know it'll you know break me (laughs) so I think all I can really do especially at my age is go in and say I put my all into it and that's how I'm gonna measure my success at that tournament and you know same thing for Pan American Championships um, later on World Championships there's I don't think anyone has expectations for me at these tournaments. I'm young, and I'm also um, from the U.S., and uh, (laughs) to be honest, a lot of the countries don't respect the U.S. in karate, and so I just, you know, I want to put my all into it and and leave with no regrets. Prove the world wrong. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, from, from this side of things, where we know nothing about karate, you know, we, we see the Olympics as, you know, this big important mm-hmm. thing. But in the karate world, what what's really the, where's the prestige? Is it in the world championships? Is it in, what is the one that, that uh, you know, a lot of people focus on? Well, I think, you know, the Olympics, I think for any athlete is is the, the biggest thing, right? But because karate's, it's going to be in the Olympics only one time. And this is the first time ever or the first time in a long time first time ever and last time because they've already decided that karate won't be in the olympics for 2024 if it's still in 2024 i believe 2024 and 2028 they've decided no and so it can't really be you know a karate athlete's true dream necessarily if it's only one time and so i'd say second to olympics would be world championships that's that's the big thing I guess being in the Olympics, it's probably good for the visibility for your sport. Yeah, it it was really exciting, you know, when it was when it was entered in because it was something that you know generations have been wanting. You know, my dad they thought they were gonna be the generation that would get into the Olympics. My my grandfather thought you know they were gonna be the generation. So it was like it was something that was going on for forever. And when it finally happened, everyone was you know super excited and the competition level just it. It increased so much because everyone was preparing you know it it was it was crazy how much the sport developed in such a short amount of time it's it's unfortunate that they didn't let spectators see the the sport before already saying no but yeah. it is what it is <laughs> yeah well I, I you know i think i think you've got a great attitude about it <laughs> you know about treating you know each competition equally importantly it, it's very exciting to to see you on this path and to uh to you know, be able to be here and, and stand behind you and, and support you as, as as you get there. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what happens, we're we're really excited for you and we're really we're really proud of you. So after potential Olympics, mm-hmm. looks like you've got, or is nationals? Is that before the Olympics or is that nationals should be before I guess. Oh okay. Yeah. It, um, it seems pretty close because it's in mm-hmm. kind of mid July and I yeah. think the Olympics start in late July. Yeah. So. It would be national championships. I don't know if I would have to compete at national championships. I've never been in, I guess, this situation, but I believe that if I'm this this year's representative, I, I think I can 
continue without having to go to nationals, but it's on the schedule. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. And then, of course, Worlds later in uh, November. Yes. And yeah. that's in Dubai. Yeah, Dubai. I'm a, I was supposed to go last year, and I, I was so excited to devise, you know, Dubai's yeah. Dubai. It so, looks incredible, yeah. yeah. So I'm excited that they're keeping it keeping it there, and I, I can have the opportunity to go this year instead of, you know, last year. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so let's bring this back home here a little bit and talk about your kind of your day-to-day life here in Las Vegas. So first of all, you're a student at UNLV here in Las Vegas studying? Psychology. Psychology, yeah. okay. What are you hoping to do someday? I want to be a school psychologist and yeah, so that's my path. So I want to go to grad school after graduating. Okay. Yeah. Is karate going to be a part of uh, a part of your long-term plan? I'm not sure. I think for me, after I stop competing, I kind of want to take a step back from karate because I want to see what it's like without, you know, having karate around. I'm sure it won't last long, but <laughs> I kind of want to just focus on you know, school and all that, or maybe job, depending on when I stop competing, I guess, and just kind of take a step back because it's been something I've had since I was four. So I just want to see, you know, a little bit. And then maybe one day, I'm not sure yet, there's always this idea of opening a dojo, but we'll see. (laughs) So you are right now teaching classes at your dad's dojo. So, and there's two locations now here in Las Vegas. You want to tell us a little bit about those? Yeah, so we have one location in Summerlin and then one location... And by the way, that's really close to Multipure's headquarters. Yeah, I think 10, no, not even 10 minutes, like five minutes. (laughs) And then one on Rainbow and Robindale. And that one, it it was kind of like last, last second, you know, like kind of surprising that we were opening up a new location. I teach at that one and... It's been it's been exciting. I we've had a lot of super talented students sign up. I'm I'm super excited to work with them because honestly, I think it's one of the most talented group of kids I've ever seen. Um, so so what age range do you teach? So it's 5 and 6 year olds and then there's a 7 to 11 year old <laughs> class and um, both classes are they're amazing. So I'm I'm really excited for this dojo. They're really good. What a cool opportunity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wow, being uh, traveling the world and being able to, to teach kids <laughs> yeah. here at home too. So how often are how often are you are you teaching and how often are you in school? But that's got to be kind of a tough balance. Yeah, so I'll try to do school in the morning. You know, throughout the week, since it's online right now, it's it's a little easier because I can kind of do everything on my own time. So whenever I have time in the morning, I'll work on school, and then I work at the dojo. I teach. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, and right after I teach, I go to the other dojo, and I work out and train. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's right after, but I, I really like teaching, though, because I like, I like working with kids, and that's why I think, you know, I want to do school psychology as well, so it kind of all comes together. I enjoy spending time with kids, so it's it's not really working, I guess. It's, I just like hanging out with them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So between all of this uh, teaching and training and school, do you ever have time to be just a normal young person? 
yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll have my time, you know, to myself, but with my family and friends and all that. So I, I have time when I, when I can. And I just, I think for me, I just have to set it up, you know, uh, okay, on Saturday, let's do this. You know, I have to be really active, I think, about it. Yeah, it's been good. You have to be kind of intentional yes, with, exactly. with having balance. With my time, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, uh, again, I, I've said it before in this in this interview, but it, it's amazing to, to see how, how you know, gracefully you're, you're handling all of this. So I've got one last question for you, and it's, it's kind of an oddball question. But uh, I, was, I was sitting thinking about, about this interview, and, and one of the things I'm most interested in to hear from you is, is kind of perspective on this last year. So to give you an example, middle-aged guy. So last year, 2020, other than the pandemic was just kind of another year for somebody like me. You know, my, I have a daughter who graduated high school and, you know, the company turned 50 and, you know, those are cool things. But for me personally, it was just kind of a year unlike, you know, any other year. But for you, 2020, I mean, that was, that was the year for your what was supposed to be your Olympic trials. It was your first year on the on the senior team. Kind of give me some perspective here on, on how this pandemic, I don't know, has affected you as, as somebody in your age group. And I don't know, does that make sense? Yeah, so I think, as you said, it started off really good. You know, I, I qualified for Pan American Championships and World Championships, uh, Paris qualification. So I think, you know, I, I really was pushing for a lot of tournaments coming up. And it, then, it had the potential to be a yeah, really incredible year. Yeah, it was it was really exciting. And then, you know, as, what, April started nearing the corner, and that's when everything was like, okay, we're not going to have this, we're not going to have that. Everything started getting canceled. And for me, it was it was disappointing, you know, but at the same time, because I was on the younger side, I just saw it as an opportunity for me to, you know, kind of catch up in a way to the other people in my age category and get some more experience and as far as just getting older, stronger, kind of coming to terms with it all. And also, you know, it kind of put me a, I think it's more of a level playing field in a way because okay. everyone is not competing and we're still all training but I think it's a little different now so I think I think it was you know we'll see how it goes but it's I think it provided an opportunity for me in a unique way but then you know outside of karate I guess it was just uh I like online school. Oh, really? <laughs> I think I'm one of the, the weird people who likes online school because it just it opens up, you know, time. So, like, I guess there's perks to that, and I'm not I'm not a person who goes out and, and parties a lot, anyways. So, other than that, my life hasn't changed too much. <laughs> you know, just staying home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a refreshing perspective, I guess. Uh, that I mean, it could have turned out to be a humongous disappointment, and I guess some people could kind of wallow and. Yeah, you know, it didn't turn out the way I wanted, but you saw it as an opportunity. Yeah, well, the, the way I look at it is, you know, oh poor me, I I missed these opportunities, but then there's there's so many other people out there that are hurting way more from COVID and due to the effects of COVID. So I I don't think I can <laughs> I can be too too sad because I you know 2021 is going to be I think a good year, and if not, then 2022 and so on. So I'm just I'm grateful for what I have. Wow. 
Wow. Well, I think that's a I think that's a great place to uh, to end this. So thank you very much, Trinity, for joining us for today's podcast and for kind of opening up and and giving us a, a peek into your into your life. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're <laughs> uh, we're excited about the future and we're excited to see where things go for you. And we're just proud to be along for the ride. You're doing all the hard work here. So uh, so, so thank you again for doing what you do. So if you'd like to uh, check us out on social media, go ahead and go to multipeer.com. All of our social media links are there, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can check us out. Trinity, you are also on Instagram. You want to plug that? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at trin.allen, T-R-I-N dot A-L-L-E-N. Yep. All right. Well, we look forward to, to seeing that, especially if you're going to Dubai. I want to see some pictures of that for Got sure. It. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate your time. And remember, Multipure is for life for you. 